0: to start this until we have a vice chair. (laughs) So we are going to start the meeting um, January 21st of the Compensation Commission. This is a special meeting and I'm going to call the roll. Um, Member Kwanda? Chin? Posner? Here. Okay, we have a quorum. The first item tonight is going to be the selection of the uh, commission vice chair um, it should be noted we're selecting a vice chair as we do not have a member um, who would be eligible for the chair position which is being recruited for. So I'm going to open it up for discussion of the committee to make a, um, have discussion and then make a nomination for vice chair. But who don't all speak volunteer? at once.
1: Who wants to volunteer? <laughs> well,
2: I was going to ask Ms. Chief. ask you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I can neither.
0: A second, Howard.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> so just so I'm clear, we have a motion and not a my second. my preference, but <laughs> for for Mr. Posner, who will humbly and not quite his preference accept that that nomination. Sure. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay. Thank you, Howard. Okay, then I am going to go ahead and call the next item, but we'll leave the discussion be directed by um, Vice Chair Posner. We're going to um, establish the Sacramento Community Police Commission Compensation. That's item two. What we've brought forward for you tonight is that since our last meeting... Um, where you did make the appointment of stipends for our board and commission members, the Community Oriented Policing Commission has been disbanded and a new commission was created, which is called the Sacramento Community Police Compensation uh, Commission, excuse me, and it has very different scope. But we have spoken to the city manager and the police department, and they recommend the same exact stipend. So that is what is before you. I know it's a lengthy package because Miss um, Phoebe here had to redo the ordinance. If you if you go ahead and approve this tonight, and we are asked, that is our recommendation recommendation that you approve the proposed stipend
1: I have a question and it's probably not your main but are, are the same people just simply switching over from the one no board? sir
0: there was a complete recruitment um the all of there's different shares different requirements and different a number of seats mm-hmm. um for this particular commission it was started a little differently the um Positions were put out that we advertised. The initial commi- commission was seated after an ad hoc from the mayor's office reviewed all of the applications. And then those positions were approved by, or nominated by the mayor, approved by the council. Going forward, next vacancies and when the terms expire, it will be the traditional um, a, a, a nomination by a P and pe committee for mayor appointment and council confirmation. And I don't actually, Phoebe, did anyone return? Returned
1: and, and have they met and have they been paid at some rate?
0: They did meet once. Oh, they've met twice. Oh, they met twice. Mm-hmm. And per our resolution, that if we have a commission that comes up in between your meetings, the city manager at, through Howard, we just go ahead and pay them the stipend that was previously there or we what we're going to recommend.
1: So we've been paying them $50 a meeting,
0: yes, sir. Okay.
1: I would move that. I think that was the recommendation, is that correct? I recommend or the,
0: our recommendation is that you go that it is um, the fifty dollar stipend and moving forward.
1: And I would move we accept the recommendation.
0: I second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay. All right, to the meat of our meeting tonight, item three is to review and consider adjustments to the compensation of the mayor and city council members. If you'll recall at our last meeting, the staff recommended that uh, this commission make a salary adjustment to the mayor and council that mirrored the unrepresented um, resolution. And that was a a 3% increase, but technically it was a 2% increase in pay, and 1% covered that now these employees, as all the unrepresented employees, will be covering an additional piece of their PERS. And if the committee could discussion, there was a question, two questions that were coming back tonight, is that what would be the cost to the employee in the city if we took the $8,500 uh, allowance budget and the 3% flex benefit budget and rolled that into salary, stopped paying it as an uh, allowance, what the cost would be to the city and the employee to do that. And then the same thing, rolling those two items into um, salary, what would be the cost to the city and the employee if the employee, when we're speaking of members and the mayor, would um, also assume the full cost of their PERS. So the other option before you is the status quo. We don't make any changes tonight. So those are your three options. Um, I will tell you that we did um, include the chart for you that we included in the first report, which is the last two pages of what the compensation is for the mayor and council in our comparison cities. And I did we did review this to make sure it's still accurate. Um, we did do, I did some additional research. And... There there are two kinds of cities. They either have allowances or they don't. The cities that did not have allowances when I spoke with them, they made no indication that it was because it was rolled into salary. They just are a city that don't offer allowances. Um, It's very traditional status or industry standard that many members receive an allowance of some kind, and it's kept out separately because it is intended for those purposes. I can also tell you that that's exactly how it works for staff, and because this commission frequently mirrors the unrepresented resolution, that is how we handle it for staff. So I will use myself as an example. I do have a transportation and a technology allowance that's set aside outside of my salary, just as we've proposed um, and you approved for council at our last meeting. I will also tell you that there is no, um, neither of the two other options before you leave the, com- the council members um, fiscally whole as it is. That if we rolled the allowances into their wages, they would receive, and, and they did not change their PERS contribution, they would still have a deficit um, each year of about, let me tell you as I look at my next page, about $650 a year. So that's about $25 a paycheck. Um, If you chose the other option, which would be rolling that into their salary and um, and their full PERS, they're going to lose about $10,000 a year or about $380 a paycheck. As far as what the cost of the city is, the cost of the city to incur... If you roll their salaries, and, excuse me, roll the allowances in their salary, and they don't do additional PERS contribution, it's about $1,600 a member. So for the nine members, it, and it's going to be a little bit more for the mayor.
1: $1,600 per year?
0: Per member per year.
1: Per member per year. Yes, so. sir.
0: So, $12,000 yeah. or whatever that works it's out. It's about $12,000. And the other thing that to, to remember when we look at these numbers, this is based on the base salary of, e, of a standard council member. Some members may have a little more cost because of benefits, some don't take benefits, but we just wanted to give you an, a member starting fresh, classic, new, non classic PERS member. So, either way, you're, you're, there will be a, sh- a shortfall or a lessening of monies that the members would receive. And, again, for you to choose option A, this option that the members would have that allowance rolled in but not taking on their PERS, you're having an additional cost to the city. And that's the initial cost. As the salaries go up, that number will increase as well.
1: I have a question before we actually get into the, Asking, I'm, the that, That's
0: kind of my presentation. I'm free for questions.
1: You, you mentioned something that I had heard from another source in the city, and that's that um, I guess the management level employees, and maybe I'm speaking too broadly or too narrowly, um, have the same uh, setup as the council members and the mayor in that you have allowances which do not require vouchers. Correct. If we were to change that, would that necessarily change the pay structure for city management employees?
0: Now, you're, the, the, if you decided that, that that is not in the report, but it's something that was discussed at your last meeting, maintaining the allowances the way they are, but requiring a voucher or a reporting of some kind.
1: No, I'm, I'm not suggesting that. What I'm suggesting is if we take one of these two options,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where the, for the council members and the mayor, the allowances are rolled into their salary, would that necessitate a similar change for city employees? Yes, no, sir. Okay. Because uh, what? It occurs to me we don't have the power to do that, but perhaps the city has a policy that requires that management employees be treated in terms of compensation the same as the mayor and the council.
0: No, the the city manager, for the most part, what, Howard, 90% of our employees are covered under under Mr. Shirey's shop. Um, That is, and those are uh, are discretionary unless they're required by contract. And so any decision that this commission made would not impact that. It doesn't bind the city okay. Management. And I don't believe, and I'll defer to Howard, that the city manager has the will to make any change of that kind.
1: Correct. Because yeah, I heard a concern expressed that if we did this for the mayor and the council, it would be to the detriment of city employees. And that's certainly in, in bringing it up was not my intention and, and I would not want to see that happen.
4: I, I don't see that being an issue because this, uh, whatever this commission decides to do with the mayor and council, it really doesn't bind the city manager to do anything for the rest of the city staff.
2: Okay. It doesn't mandate it necessarily, but it could possibly influence.
0: It, uh, if fair characterization. Yeah, right. I think it could open okay. up the conversation. Right, 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 if someone decides to look at it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, I also have a question
2: uh, regarding the expense allowance itself, that category. So does management employee get that as well?
0: I don't believe there's any ones that receive the the expense allowance
4: with the exception of the charter officers, I think they do.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: the charter of officers for clarification, they're kind of upper management? They are. They are the
0: four people that I would say they are the top executive officers of the city. You're talking about the city manager, attorney, treasurer, and clerk. And those four people are appointed by the mayor and council. So that is their direct supervisory body.
1: If if I might have another question. Um, it was very difficult to read the numbers on my computer, and I see them printed here, and it's it's not that easy either.
0: And we're not quite sure why that occurred. We we uh, tinkered and tinkered. Plus,
1: plus, some of the terminology was, was a little um, difficult for me. Let me make sure I understand what you said, mm-hmm. and, and I think you called it option A. If the city were to pick up the increased PERS contribution, would that cost the city $10,000 a year? Is that what you said? Okay, yes, sir. Total. For,
0: I can do the math. But so,
1: Something in that range.
0: It, let's say 15.
1: Okay. And it would cost each individual member something like $650 a year in their net pay. Yes, sir. But I, I want to very strongly make the point that then they would have a higher base for their retirement under PERS. So that if, if I'm a council member not that I would ever aspire to be one, (laughs) it seems to me that's a bargain. If, if my net pay goes down by $650 a year, but I'm getting a bigger retirement check. When I was working for the state, if someone made me that offer, I would have taken it in a heartbeat.
0: Yeah, I can't tell you what that would actuate out to. Uh, What I, in our conversations, because that was something that was discussed, is that, there is truth to that, but that really resonates with a city employee of, like, my stature who's going to be here for 30 years yes. versus is there a, really a, a great gain for a, a person who's typically going to be here between four and eight years.
1: Or my prior member who was here for 20.
0: Right. We are seeing a significant change in, in the, the, life, the life line of our, the longevity we have sitting now, but that that is um, accurate.
2: The majority of city councilors are not really vested then?
0: At this point, right now, we don't have any members that have, they're the longest city members in their second term.
2: Mm. Okay.
0: Which is a departure from what we have seen. And and I I
1: don't understand PERS that well, but I know, for instance, um, I'll throw a name out here, Eric Guerra, has been a PERS member, I've probably known Eric for seven or eight years, he worked at the Capitol. So if he's already in PERS, Correct. this would change his base pay, at least for during his tenure on the council.
0: The, the way at the end of the day... Um or the end of your time, I guess, would be a better way to describe it. Um, your PERS is ca- The PERS calculation itself can be quite complicated, especially when you belong to PERS agencies that have different percentages. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Mr. Guerra's current um, situation is, but an example that could be used is if I had worked at the city of Roseville for 10 years, the city of Roseville's PERS contribution is 2.7%. The city of Sacramento is 2%. So at the end of my employment, then some very much smarter person than I at PERS would sit down and figure all of those different times out. Oh, we've already had the discussion that math is not my first language. <laughs> okay. um, the, the, the finance team was phenomenal in putting this together. Um, so it's, it's hard to say that. And so you have, the, you will have members of that kind. Mr. Guerra, who has worked at the Capitol, coming with peer, PERS experience versus, I, I don't know the history of all of our members, but I don't believe Ms. Ashby had worked at a PERS agency prior. So if she resigned at the end of this term, she would have a years in um and then that there's that smaller calculation
2: yeah, typically it will enhance your final compensation retirement compensation if your latest for example the city council salary was really enhanced and we don't really compensate our city council members that much typically if they work at another state agency on a full-time basis like for example at a cap, as a capital a high level oh not even high level middle level staffer they they will typically make more than what the city council members yes, are ma'am. making, so i'm not sure that the final comp will be impacted in a positive you know, position.
3: um two questions um, you said that um Among the city staff who have um, expense allowances, there's just the four executive officers?
0: No, the four executive officers are the only officers they believe that have the expense allowance. But when you look at, and I'm going to also defer to Howard, uh, what department heads and above do we have people who have?
4: The the city's executive team, they don't have that same expense line item. It's only the charter officers that have that, but they also have, but they do have the Uh, Vehicle allowance and the tech allowance.
0: But who would you characterize that have the vehicle and the the technology allowance? They're predominantly department heads. And division managers. Division managers.
4: And some program managers, depending on the nature of the work, if it takes them throughout the city, uh, so we give them the option of taking an auto allowance or
3: driving a pool vehicle.
0: But they are not eligible to do both. For example, I take the, the vehicle allowance and I am not eligible to drive a city vehicle.
3: And uh, approximately how many staff does that involve?
0: Unrep reso is 60?
4: I was thinking 50, but...
3: Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, so it's the unrep resolution. And I also don't want to say 100% that there isn't a labor contract that doesn't have some sort of allowance out there, but uh, what I'm thinking of mostly it is from, uniform.
4: Right, varies from the union to union, whether they have an auto allowance and tech allowance. Some are spelled out.
3: And how much is the allowance for staff? Is it similar to a city council member's
4: allowance? It can range from, I think it's uh, 150 to 500 a month, depending on what level. The
0: charter officers receive 500. I want to say that most, when I'm thinking about at least what's in our office, the technology allowance is about $100 a month, and the uh, car allowance is about $2,250, but I could look that up.
4: Well, for city staff, the technology allowance maxes out at 100 Right. So it's an up to $100, depending on, you know, the, uh, the nature of the work.
1: Along those lines, and for these city employees, for the, for the allowances we're talking about, it's also without a voucher. Correct. So, okay, so whether they spend it on technology or not is up to them.
0: Correct.
4: Right, but there is an expectation that you know they receive a tech allowance. That they're we can reach them by cell phone, and they have access to email and things of that nature.
0: Right, and I, you're also looking at. Not with 100% certainty, again, if you're looking at the, some of the represented labor groups, but you're talking about exempt employees that, you know, if the phone rings on Saturday and you have a tech allowance, our expectation is that you you answer that. Um, and, and uh, you know, really searching high and low that we already knew going into this that that um, allowance program or style, if you will, for staff, non-electeds is very typical citywide. All of our comparison cities handle their employees the same, and we again just to reiterate from the the research, we only found cities that we don't offer allow- allowances of any kind to our electeds, or they are that standalone allowance category versus salary category.
1: If there are no more questions, I'm. I'm- like to make some comments and a motion. And first, I want to, for the record, and since it's been established, we don't have the authority to do anything about city employee compensation. Just for myself, if we are to take action, I want to make it clear that this is directed at, at the council and the mayor, and we're not trying to send a signal to the city manager that this is the way that the city ought to be run. That's not our purview and, and it's certainly not my attention. But as we discussed um, the last time we met, which was August, September, whenever that was, uh, personally, I feel that it's disingenuous to list one figure as a salary, yet uh, compensation which is not required to be used for any specific purpose. Gets rolled into that and is somehow not considered salary. That if, if we're going to publish a figure as to what Sacramento is paying its mayor and its council members, that it ought to, it ought to be an honest figure and it ought to include these three allowances. Um, given the data that you presented to us, um, first on the city's cost, and I'll, I'll talk about option A. If we're talking about $10,000 a year, that's, uh, and and I know. Budgets are tight for, for every public agency at every level, but $10,000 for, for a city of this size is, is really less than negligible. Um, as for the effect of Option A on, on the members themselves, $650 a year, that's, uh, that's a little over $50 a month, it will be noticed. But given that there's the opportunity for a bigger um, payoff when uh, an individual 's tenure is up, and they at some point begin uh, collecting PERS which i do and i 'm very thankful for that and it 's a wonderful benefit, and this makes it a little bit bigger It, it seems to me on on all those three uh, levels on honesty as to what we 're paying the folks who run the city uh, the negligible expense for uh, the city itself. And the fact that the, the members will see a slight decrease in their net, um, net income, but uh, their PERS benefit will go up. Um, I, it just seems to make, to make a lot of sense to me, so I would like to move that we adopt um, what's been called option A. It's uh, an action of
2: this commission. I have another question. Would you please clarify uh, the difference between uh, option A and B again?
0: Yes, ma'am. Option A shows the um, those allowances we've discussed mm-hmm. plus a 3% flex benefit because it's all on our side together rolled into the uh, member's salary and there is no additional pickup by those members for their PERS cost. So this is... Exhibit A is we basically give them about an $8,500 $8, raise and everything else as far as PERS contributions stay the same. Option B is rolling those same numbers into their annual salary, so they would have a salary increase. But we've also asked them to now pay the full burden of PERS, which means paying what they they're paying what they're already paying, which is equivalent, a uh, matching, if you will, to the unrepresented resolution, but also picking up what the city is paying.
2: So how would you recommending option
1: A? I'm, re- I'm recommending A as having a, a smaller impact on the members' uh, net pay, which I don't remember the number, but it seemed like it was quite a significant uh, difference from what their, what their actual paycheck is today as opposed to their gross salary.
2: Of the three allowances, quite honestly, I don't have um, you know as much of a problem. I understand you know how what you're saying. You know, if we're gonna, it's gonna be part of the salary. It should be part of the salary. Okay, understand that. But um, but auto allowance, tech allowance. That makes a lot of sense to me and to anyone that's questioning. So why are they getting this extra money? What well, was for you know the for um, auto transportation purposes or technology, you know, for technology purposes, you know, because we're so technologically, you know, tied um, these days to our phones, to our computers. And, and again, as you, you know, mentioned, uh, Wendy, that even on weekends they're being, you know, contacted or even off hours at home. you know, um, connecting to your, you know, um, devices. The one that really troubles me most is the expense allowance.
0: Well, tonight the recommendation on the report is for you all to give us direction. And so while it's not before us, you you know, I didn't present this, you have the option of rolling part or none or eliminating an allowance. Mm those are those are things before you, it's your purview to direct us to work on that as well. So that could certainly be a, we'll roll this and leave the other two or eliminate one entirely, that that's direction that you could provide to us as well.
1: Evelyn, um, I had asked and I got kind of vague um, feedback as to whether I could contact you without it being a Brown Act violation. I know I can talk to you right now, <laughs> because it's a public meeting, but I would be, Uh, happy to amend my um, Motion so that it only applies to the the portion that's currently termed uh, expense allowance
3: And how how much was the expense allowance?
0: Have it rolled in let me take a look 2500 I think
2: it's 25. I do,
1: too. For the mayor and
2: for Did the council. So, for the, so for
0: the mayor the expense account is 5000 annually and for the council members the expense is 2500 annually. So that would be either adding that to their salary and leaving the other stand or abolishing that or whatever your pre- preference would be.
3: So I would be more favorable to that option including all of the expenses?
1: Okay. So I, I will uh, withdraw my original motion and and move that we, for, for the mayor and the council, we move the expense allowance into salary and that the city, just as it would have an option A, pick up that uh, additional PERS expense, which would be presumably something less than $10,000.
0: I'll call the question. All in favor? Aye. All right. That leaves us with our very last thing. That I believe I have no no comments from the public, by Mr. Vice Chair. And so, with that, it would be comments and questions. Comments of the of the commission.
1: I have a question. When would we meet again in July?
0: We will be coming up upon that. Um, We will have the unrepresented resolution, Howard, in June-ish?
4: Yes, the third week in June, I think.
0: Okay, so the unrepresented resolution will go before the council, um, and then once they do that, then we will meet, and then we'll present that to you to say this is what we did again, just like we did earlier. This is what we did with the, the unrepresented this time, and then you will give us direction on how to proceed at that time. Would you like to adjourn, Mr. Oh. Vice-Chair?
1: Do I, do I need to move it and nope, vote on it? No, you can
0: it? just say that we're adjourned.
1: Any objection to adjourn?
0: Not at all. <laughs> I think he's a natural. It will be a pleasure to work with all of you. And Phoebe and I will do our ardent best to fill these empty chairs before we meet again. Nice.